Hey friends, Jim and Lynn with you again this week, ha- having dealt with a lot of parents again in, in recent days, talking about a lot of the issues we've been covering in some of our recent posts, uh, stuff about homework and resisting the homework and power struggles and sibling conflict and and discouragement about not being able to see friends and, and tantrums and, and quietness and withdrawn children and, you know, a lot of things going on that are important to to, uh, you know, understand and maybe even intervene with sometimes. But as we've thought and talked about it, we've realized, haven't we, that there's there's an issue we haven't talked about yet or we've alluded to it a little bit here and there, but we want to spend some time today talking about the fact that our kids are likely, just like us, grieving um, mm-hmm. the loss of so many things. Mm-hmm. The loss of school and friends and activities mm-hmm. and being able to have play dates and so many things that mm-hmm. have been turned upside down with yeah. limited ability to process those emotions. Yeah, and as as parents... Um, we tend to often try to help our kids get over it um, and to deal with this. And maybe we distract them with happy things or diversions or mm-hmm. rewards or, or uh, treats of some kind. And, you know, there's, there's some merit to that, to just bring some happiness and some immediate joy into life. Uh, but th- that also sort of creates another dynamic, doesn't it? Yeah, right. It says, let's not deal with those difficult feelings. Let's just sweep them aside and Mm -hmm. pretend they don't exist. And then we're not seizing this opportunity of helping our kids learn really good coping skills Mm -hmm. when life disappoints them. Because this is, if this is your first big disappointment for your child, it won't be your last. (laughs) Yeah. And and think about, think about you if you've grieved or when you grieve, um, you know, what it feels like at the, at the core to be told you shouldn't feel this way. Because sometimes when we, when we, with good intentions, try to do these things to help alleviate our kids' disappointment or grief, um, we sort of communicate this subtle message to them that they shouldn't feel the way they should feel. They should be able to get over it. Other people have it worse than you do. Come on, buck up. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, there's merit to building some toughness in our kids, but if we do it at the expense of validating hard and difficult feelings, um, then sometimes that grief stays deeply locked inside and it comes out in twisted ways and in difficult-to-grasp ways. And so we've got an opportunity in this to really help our kids go through their grief rather than just bury it. Uh, and we want to talk about how, practically how to think about this for a minute. Well, I have a story just from a mom, a classic mm-hmm. situation. Her daughter did not like to talk about feelings, and she didn't like questions. So, any how are you feeling about this, honey, was not going to have any success. Um, So she shared her story with me, and I think it's very helpful. They announced today that our schools will now be closed for the rest of the year. Blair was super upset and angry. She was slamming things on the table, giving me the evil eye, and stating all the things she wouldn't do. I was able to stay calm and remember that she needs me to not take it personally and to stay safe with her. She ran to a private spot. A little while later, I joined her and gave her a piece of gum. I didn't ask her any questions, but I just said, I know this sucks and it isn't what you want. I'm not excited about it either, but we'll all get through it together. Hmm. Then at dinner, I pulled out our feelings chart And we each went around and pointed at all the feelings we felt today and why. And Blair actually did it. It was such a great and logical way for us to talk about feelings in a non-threatening way. What a beautiful story. And uh, it hearkens me to to the teacher that we heard some time ago who talked about grief and who talked about the importance of giving 
grieving people permission to mourn. And the teaching was tied to the Beatitude where Jesus said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Um, And true comfort in a time of grieving is directly linked to mourning. So we need to permit the mourning. And and the way that this teacher uh, described mourning was so beautiful. It was that mourning is when we're given permission to allow the things that are stirring inside us to come out. Um, And so it's not just crying a little bit and being done with it. It's about really going to those deep places inside of us and expressing those deep things in external ways. Uh, And um, it might take some time with our kids to, to, to get them to a place where they feel permission to mourn and then are given opportunities to mourn, like, like this mom in the story that, that Lynn read. Because sometimes when the grief is deep, it's hard. And so just like God patiently waits with us when we grieve and is present with us, um, your patience and your presence with kids during their grief is what's needed on the way to helping them learn and understand to manage their feelings. And to understand God's presence with them in the middle of these hard feelings. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've designed a little activity that we've used in other ways that we want to discuss just briefly that may be a tool that you can use to help, especially your younger kids, or you could adapt this for your older kids, to do some of this work of, of mourning, of grieving, of getting out what's kind of locked up on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, we call it the paper plate activity, where you draw different emotions on paper plates and then help kids understand that oftentimes it's their anger, as in Blair's situation, that covers up deeper feelings of hurt, sadness, grief, loss, insecurity, anxiety, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So check out that link, um, and then just for your other, for your littler kids that just can't talk much about their feelings, you can draw your feelings, yeah. do Play-Doh, um, imaginative play about disappointment um, can be helpful. Uh, you know, talking through with your kiddos mm-hmm. once they're starting to verbalize what's what's not good about this mm-hmm. situation. Once they re- what else is yeah. not good, and then you can go on to well what is good about it and what can we do about the things that are not good and even in our work with teenagers when Mm -hmm. I worked you know for years with teenagers the way we helped kids learn to grieve was just give them permission to say their hard feelings how are you feeling and then when they would tell us I'm feeling sad I'm feeling mad and here's why instead of telling them well you know you shouldn't feel that way or have you thought about doing this that or the other thing to take your problem away we would just learn to sit with them in that and say wow that must be really hard is there anything I can do to be with you in it? And that was it. Uh, and then over time, as we did more and more of that, they would start to talk about it, and then we might be able to ask the question, well, what do you want to do about that? And they would start to problem solve, and we could give ideas and help them, but not until the grieving and the mourning mm-hmm. was well underway or even started to complete. So we invite you to consider that. Your kids might be grieving, they need to mourn, and you might be just their best helper to give them the permission to mourn so that you all can receive the comfort of, of doing this morning, the comfort of God's presence with you, God's purposes for you, uh, as we resume whatever new normal is going to be. So as always, we invite you to, to ask us questions, reach out to us, tell us how we can pray for you or help you through this process. If you like these ideas but feel a little bit stuck, we're here to help you um, and uh, are waiting for you to reach out to us if you'd like. So God bless you.